1: Welcome to First Strike, First Look right here on Visa. And I'm your host, Dave Ross. A pleasure to be rejoined this week by Nick Kalikas. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Fight Odds. And of course, a co-host on the line on ESPN and the man that sets those numbers, those all-important numbers at Circus Sportsbook. Nick, great to have you back on First Strike, First Look. You know, we do find that we say this each and every week that, hey, you know, it's not a pay-per-view card. But yet, it's still a really sexy and attractive card this week over in jolly old England, Alexander Volkov against Tom Aspinall in the main event here. Uh, you got to get up earlier to get those wagers in if you wait till fight day here with with the changing times and the early start time from England. But what do you make of this card overall, Nick? Because, again, it's got some depth to it.
2: It really does. I mean, these last two back-to-back cards with the fight nights, I mean, they've been fantastic true fans can understand and respect what we're saying because, I mean, it's loaded with good matchups from top to bottom last week delivered. I think this week will as well. So really looking forward to, it. and I'm glad we're back in London. I mean, it has kind of a different feel in those London events. And I'm also glad that you pointed out the fact that this is an early event because a lot of times, The bettors out there are looking forward to the UFC, and they forget that it's an early start time. They're looking Mm -hmm. to put their bets in way too late. So make sure if you guys are betting these fights, get in early.
1: Well, let's talk about the main event here in Tom Aspinall against Alexander Volkov here. Uh, First strike, first look on a Tuesday. And again, pretty even, and I'm seeing Volkov about plus a dollar here, Aspinall minus minus, minus 120. Do you expect money to come in on Aspinall here uh, with this fight being in England?
2: You know, this is so intriguing. It is in England, so it's in his backyard, so to speak, obviously. And and then he is the rising prospect going against the established veteran Volkov. So it's one of those stylistic matchups that if he can get over the top, if Aspinall can win this fight, then he's in the upper tier of the heavyweights for sure. So it's a very good test, I think, for both fighters. And it's kind of a head-scratcher because, I mean, the last few fights for Volkov, even though he's performed relatively well against high-caliber competition, I don't think he's looked that good. I mean, his, his win over Tabura, he got it done, but it wasn't, I think— his best performance if that makes sense I mean he, he looked a little flat even in the mm-hmm. loss, I guess again gone is a title contender obviously he just fought for the title so he's a high caliber talent but he still didn't look that great there either so I think the last couple fights for volkov kind of disappointed and whereas aspinall's just been out of roll man I mean this guy's looking great so a pick them line I think is pretty fair that's where we open we are seeing a little bit more action right now on Aspinall
1: I look at the over under here Nick and I see about three and a half. Uh, And it's pretty even minus 115 to each side there. Do you expect this uh, action to come in one way or the other on the over or the under? Because it is a hard one to gauge. Aspinall likes to do quick work here. I wonder what you make of this this total here at three and a half.
2: Yeah, 3.5 a half's kind of tough, honestly. It's another one of those spots. Like, even last week, it was kind of a 3.5 line that we were talking about that was – I thought you, you could see it hover over, but, again, you got to kind of protect the under as well because there's so much firepower. Here, that's the same thing. Aspinall hasn't really been tested in deep waters, So the first couple rounds, I assume he's going to be at his best, meaning that I just don't trust him – in deeper waters, where Volkov, we know he can go five strong, so that's the I think the interesting fact here, if you're going to bet this total, because I would, again, favor a little bit on the under, Um, last weekend, I kind of leaned the under as well, and it it trickled on the over of course, but there's a lot of moments in that fight that could have ended, obviously, it was a pretty fun fight but this being said here, I think that's why you have to kind of look at the under, and action-wise I think we are going to get two-way action here on this total, because I think there is going to be a lot of people that believe this fight could trickle over again like it did last weekend, and go all five rounds, but again, the finishing potential there, especially on the aspen side i mean it kind of makes me lean towards the under so i think three and a half is pretty fair and we will attract two-way action here there's nothing significant that's come in as of yet
1: talking with nick Kalikas again follow him on twitter at fight oz does a great job with espn on the line as well uh let's talk about the co-main event of the evening and look nick i'm never going to complain about trying to lose weight Dan Hooker is coming back to the featherweight division. My goodness, going to take on Arnold Allen here. So Hooker is going to be—he's going to look huge at 145 pounds here. Where did you open this line, and have you seen any movement so far?
2: You know what's It's kind of similar to the main event, and it opened at minus 110 flat across the board. I mean, some marketplaces had uh, the Allen side actually as an underdog. Hooker was favored minus 120, minus 125 at the time. I opened minus 110 flat, and we did see respected action hit that Allen side, which I actually agree with. I think that's probably the right way to go here, despite Hooker being the ultra-popular fighter. I mean, out of the two, if you're going to look at which one of these guys is kind of more of a household name, it's definitely Dan Hooker. I mean, he's fought with the best competition there is so far in the UFC. He's getting his name out there. He performs at a fun pace when he's in the octagon. I mean, win or lose, he delivers. And he's got that skill set that continues to improve. So him dropping back down to 145, I think a lot of people believe that he's going to be a true contender. But The UFC not doing him any favors here. Mm -mm. Arnold Allen, I believe he's on an eight-fight winning streak here. It's kind (laughs) of... You know, sneaky good, and, and he's fought good competition as well. He's a total package. He's well-routed. Uh, he's going to be a very difficult matchup for Hooker. So I think a pick 'em price again here was fair, but the action coming in, the sharp action on Allen's side, I expect more public action to come in on Hooker, though. So I wouldn't be surprised if the line goes back down to a pick 'em or even flips by fight time.
1: Well, well, where we are seeing some of the juice come in here is on the over two-and-a-half rounds in this three-round non-title bout. And right now, juiced minus eighty five to the over two-and-a-half if you want to try to get that under, it's going to get you uh, some plus money at plus 150. Is this just the belief that Hooker's going to be tough to get out of there and Arnold has got cardio for days? So barring a stoppage here earlier, we're, we're expecting this one to go uh, deep into the London night, if you will.
2: Yes, sir. I, I think that's fairly accurate. I mean, again, three round fights. Both these guys are high caliber. Both of these guys are pretty durable overall. So I think they can kind of withstand what each other has to throw at them. So I think two and a half on the overside, leaning towards almost, it's kind of trending towards upper two minus 200 or so. I think it's about right. I think there is going to be a finish in this fight. It's probably Mm. Allen finishing hooker out of the two, which is probably going to be a head scratcher for most. But I think the durability factor, there's a little bit leaning more towards the Allen side as well. Not that hooker is a slouch by any means, but I think I, I trust Allen's durability just a slightly bit more here in this spot. But I do think this fight probably goes to the scorecards and it obviously will be very competitive. If it does go,
1: Nick, it's always interesting when you have these fight cards overseas. So you see a lot of the the same names uh, over there, if you will, instead of fights here in the United States. You look at Gunnar Nelson back in this card against Takashi Sato. Sato, right now, a big uh, underdog here, plus 340. Gunnar Nelson minus 450. Is this going to be all one way action uh, because of the popularity of Gunnar over in the UK? I don't
2: think so, because there is a lot of question marks here. I mean, right now, Gunnar Nelson is steaming up a little bit. He's around minus 400, minus 460 out there is, the, I think, the highest line that I see right now. So between minus 400, 450s out there. So he is steaming. It is steaming in his direction. But that being said, he's been out for so long. He's been out since that loss to uh, Gilbert Burns in two thousand nineteen. So there's a lot of question marks behind him because he's another fighter that's not quite in his prime at this point of his career. And this is stylistically one of those fights that is a grappler versus striker matchup. Now, I think Gunnar Nelson is one of the best strikers as far as the grapplers go, meaning that you got like the Di- Damian Maya types out there that kind of you know fall back on their grappling ability of course because that's what they excel at but that being said they developed their striking well i think Gunnar nelson out of all these fine grapplers that we have in the ufc he's probably developed his striking the best that being said again, I think he's kind of on the decline spot of his career, so it's a little tricky here. He's a lot more hittable, and Sato, if he could do anything here, if he could keep this fight upright, I think he does have a legit shot on the feet, because the guy could hit like a truck, so he's got that knockout power, and he's got that potential to pull off this upset, but that being said, all it takes from a guy like Gunnar Nelson is one takedown to get this fight to the floor and win this fight, so that's why you're seeing him as a decent-sized favorite. I think it's right, but at the same time, I do expect two-way action to come in on this fight. There's nothing crazy right now. Again, parlays are coming in on Gunnar Nelson, Mm -hmm. and he is going to be the popular side. But I do expect some people to bite on the dog because of what I just said with his time off and with him not being at the peak of his career right now. I think that people will bite on that dog price.
1: Uh, we got a, a meatball back in action, too, on this car with Molly McCann. She's a small favorite here, minus 130 against Liliana uh, uh, Carolina here. And uh, Carolina, rather, she's plus 110 in the comeback. What do you make of McCann? Because, again, it felt like she was a fast tracker, had a couple setbacks here, a small favorite here. Uh, it what looks like stylistically a very interesting matchup. It is. And you
2: know what, Carolina, I've been like riding her as a dog for a while now. She's been cashing in for me, right? She's underrated, under respected in, in most parts, especially from the betting community. But but that being said, in this spot, I'm kind of hopping off the underdog price here because I, I do favor McCann here. So the market actually opened Carolina as a favorite. I opened this with McCann, favoring McCann slightly as well. So the market then shifted to pick. And now you're seeing McCann as a slight favorite, which I think is about right. Again, stylistically, I mean, it all matters. It comes down to how they kind of match up and how it goes down. And I think McCann is going to be able to keep this fight up on the feet. And I think she's going to have the distance control here to kind of outpoint Carolina and land the harder blows as it goes for three rounds. So I do think McCann is the right side. And she is in her hometown as well, right? I mm-hmm. think, you know, so that's going to come into to play here where she's going to have the crowd support behind her. And Carolina has been fighting well, but I just think here she's in a difficult spot. So the sharper action has come in on McCann. I agree with it. And again, we're trying to kind of protect that side right now at Circa because I believe it is the right side.
0: Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and
3: Two Door Cinema Club. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid back appeal Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
1: Well, speaking of popular fighters, you get Patty Pimblin on this card as well. Minus 490 against Rodrigo Vargas plus 360 in the comeback here. I, I do wonder if there's pressure, though, when you're the fan favorite, right? We've seen this uh, work sometimes in your favor and sometimes to your detriment here, but almost at a $5 price tag, what do you make of this matchup?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, the hype behind Paddy Pimblett is ridiculous. It's it's cool. It's kind of justified, <laughs> though. He's fun to watch for sure. Uh, and, and he's a character. He's one of these guys that if he keeps on winning in the octagon and his you know persona outside of the octagon, he could be a huge star. So all the hype is there for him. If he goes out there and performs like he did his, his debut, And this is a good fight for him to do so as well. I think he'll shine really. So it's hard to bet at the current price because I think it it is about right. And Vargas is no slouch, man. I mean, he's a solid fighter for sure. But Mm -hmm. stylistically, again, probably not the greatest matchup um, between him and Patty. So Patty being a chalky favorite here again, we're going to see a lot of parlays coming in on Patty. But it will continue to increase the line if that's the case a little bit uh, because I don't want to get buried on the Pimlet side. But I expect this fight to be a little bit more competitive than people realize.
1: Nick, we got some interesting names. Earlier. Certainly, we have Ilya Tapuria as a big favorite, almost $5 favorite over Jai Herbert. Uh, you got Makwan Amirakani as a small dog to to Mike Grundy here. Paul Craig's back on this card as a small dog as well. A dealer's choice here, out of any of these other fights on the card, again, a really deep card, maybe than people are anticipating, which one really stands out to you?
2: Uh, you know, you mentioned it. Amirakani and Grundy, that's... have really has gotten a lot of attention at the book so far. I mean, Grundy opening up a small favorite. Now he's bet, been bet up to around a minus 160 or so, minus 165s out there market-wide. Uh, there is sharp action that's backing Grundy here, and I agree with that as well because I think, again, you, you basically have two guys that like to take the fight to the floor more times than not, and Grundy is the better wrestler. He should be, and he's the better striker as well. So I think all signs are pointing to him being able to keep, again, the distance, the space, keep this fight upright, or may, maybe even get top position if he needs to, and outstrike Americani. So I think that's why you're seeing – the sharper action coming on Grundy and he's been a very popular side right now but we've already got a lot of buyback on Miracani so the line did increase and we've gotten some bites back on the dog as well so there's been heavy action played both ways on this fight right now and I think it's going to continue to do so it wouldn't be expected really I mean if you look at this card from top to bottom you wouldn't think Grundy and Americani is drawing that much action but it really is so that's an intriguing one for me
1: that's why you got to follow Nick Kalikas on Twitter at Fight Odds and very quickly on the line on ESPN what do the people get when they tune in Nick
2: yeah you you can check us out it's available on ufc fight pass and it's ufc on the line we typically have fights for every pay-per-view card of course the shows uh, are live usually thursday night 7 p.m uh eastern 4 p.m pacific time so you can check it out UFCfightpass.com. and it's me yanni the greek and of course brendan fitzgerald as well so we cover all the aspects of gambling on the ufc fight pass show so make sure you check it out it's a fun show
1: fantastic show fantastic information as always nick thanks so much for hopping on here first strike uh first look we'll see you on friday for the big show first strike right here on bc